Thursday morning on this 13th of May, the 2nd of Sivan. Today is day number 46 in the counting of the Omer. That's 46, six weeks and four days. We forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. What's the weather like now? Homewell, 48 degrees, partly cloudy and a high of 71. Tonight, the low of 49. And tomorrow, mostly sunny and a high. Erev Shabbos, 75 degrees. 76 right now in Yerushalayim. 48 in Livingston, New Jersey, where Mrs. Sarah Klibanoff, the Rebetzin, the Rabbanit, uh, the boss, according to some of the people here, uh, is joining me as uh, we uh, continue to broadcast from Congregation Eitz Chaim. Mrs. Klibanoff, what a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Well, welcome to Eitz Chaim, Nachum. It's so nice much. to have you. I appreciate that. Tell us your... I was Dr. Sarah Klibanoff. I apologize. Just today, it's just, you know, I always say not late to dinner. Oh, so I can get away with it today? Yeah, I any, can say any, Mrs. and get away with it? You can get away with anything Thank you want, Nachum. God. You know? now I, I feel so much better. Uh, I don't have to wait three hours to apologize uh, yeah, to you yeah. now. This is wonderful. <laughs> Thank you know you. what? <laughs> Thank you for making me feel so uh, welcome. <laughs> we're so happy to have you. I appreciate that. Dr. Klibanoff, what were your impressions eight years ago when you first stepped into Livingston, New Jersey? Good morning, Saul. Good morning. Uh, he's one of my faves. Um, that was Mr. Saul Eckstein, a spectacular uh, person. Um, so I, I always say that I was raised in a much more yeshivish background. So I think good morning. I, I should stop saying good morning to everyone that walks in, right? This is highly inappropriate. I mean, you don't, anyway, you, you don't have to stop. It's just, we're you know. standing in the vestibule in the front of Shul. I don't know who picked this location, Rabbi Klibanoff. Honest, honestly, it's the, best, <laughs> it's the best location until we get a guest like you. Uh, so I feel like I'm the welcoming committee. I get to say hello to everybody at 630 in the morning. Anyway, um, and so um, just to take you back a little bit, I, I don't know that like very from girls didn't, I never really went to shul growing up. I don't know if that's a thing. So um, it's certainly a thing in some places. It's certainly a thing in some places. And so then we got married, and I started coming to shul, and I was like, "This is unbelievable." But when you come into Eitz Chaim, um, I call it a jewel box, meaning it's such a spectacularly special place, and I was blown away by the quiet, humble way. That good morning. That everybody just gets things done, and I felt it was a perfect shidduch for my husband, who um, really felt the importance of. He feels his role in life is to take care of his congregation and his shul, and I think that that's what he sees as his mission here. And I think that that's why it was such a good shidduch and. Uh, worked really well for all of us. Dr. Sarah Klibanoff with us. So if if this role that you're exhibiting this morning is one of your main roles, and it does seem that way, that you are, you know, as a representative of your family, the first family of the shul, somebody who's very social, someone who no doubt always has guests and encourages people to interact, the last year must have been quite a challenge for someone like you. Um, it was definitely challenging, um, it was, I think, challenging for everybody. Um, I say this all the time. I, I work in Midtown Manhattan, and even people who had jobs and had health care and, like, were able to pay the bills and, you know, had what to do, I think everybody was crushed. So I think that on any level, um, it was extremely difficult. And for sure, 
everybody who looks towards their community and towards their shul to, like my husband mentioned, those Friday night dinners, it's such right. a fabric of who we are here. It's like, it really is a big family and it, it sounds cliche, but it's actually not. I walk into shul in the morning and thank God we have a bunch of girls and it, it takes a minute to get everybody dressed. Nobody can find their socks. Nobody can find their shoes. There's a lot of balagan. But by the time I get here, it's such a joy to walk in the door. It's like you're seeing all your old friends again every Shabbos morning, and you just want to hang out. And my husband kind of yells at me, come home, come home, I'm starving. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he could also put the food off the black, but whatever. <laughs> it didn't have that on my topic uh, list no, for no, today. No, 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 um, So this whole aspect of the, I mean, we talk about the, the, the kiddish and the dinners, etc. Obviously, the most important thing about shuls happening right now in the sanctuary. And that's, of course, the morning minion. And we know that's the most important thing. But all of the, the other 50% of synagogue life, which we saw on pause for the last year, people don't realize how vital it is. And I sometimes think that someone in your position, right, as the first lady here in the synagogue, wow. you, you, you would appreciate it and understand its importance even more than the rabbi. Um, well, I appreciate that, Nachum, but I, I, uh, I, I think that there are like so many, um, spectacular levels to, to the shul. And I, I agree. I think that I didn't even realize how much I missed it. Um, and it's a joy to see. I say everybody's like coming out from under the rocks, you know, like right. slowly people are coming back to re-emerging, shul, re-emerging <laughs> into society and thank God. And, uh, it's it's a joy to be here with with everybody at a time. All right. It's so now, what joy. would you say to people who are listening who have not heard of Livingston or wonder if it's a place that they should put on their tour of communities when they're looking, you know, where to bring the? You mentioned obviously you have a family, and you mentioned how the, the children, thank God, have acclimated well. Um, what would you say to people who are exploring communities? <clears throat> I think that's a great question, and so um, I think the beauty of Eitzchayim is that it's. Um, I should I should have thought about this before I came on the air for the exact <laughs> words, but either way, um, what I want to say about Eitzchayim is that it's it's just beyond our wildest dreams. Meaning, when we came here for Shabbos, I understood that it was a special place, but the beauty of Eitzchayim is that it's not all show and no substance. I think it's exactly the opposite. I think it's so much premium, like so much. Um, inner goodness. Inner goodness. Thank you. Um, (laughs) And not so, hey, look at me. Hey, look at me. And I didn't really understand the depth of that. It's on so many levels. For instance, I couldn't even believe how great, let's say, the day schools have been um, over this past year. So our kids are in Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy. First of all, my kids know so much. They know way more than me. Half the time they ask me questions, I have to go to the next room and Google it and come back in. And like, you know, my education wasn't terrible, but it wasn't that great. Um, and so, and, and Samantha's standing here. You're going to hear from her. She's our spectacular um, head of the children's uh, committee. Good morning, guys. And she, her kids go to Gold Ock Academy. They've all oh. done these amazing jobs at keeping our kids in school this year. And the kids are so educated, both in Lemude Kodesh and both in Lemude Chol. And also um, their love of Israel and their understanding of the past and the future. So to answer your question, and I'm circling back, is that um, if you're looking for a place, like Miriam said this morning, that you can make an impact 
um, on so many levels of Jewish life, but not giving up on any of the other values that are important. Um, I think that's what it's time is. There are so many people here who do such tremendous work, but you're never going to see them standing on the corner screaming and yelling. That's just not how it's done. It's always, let's figure out what needs to be done. Let's do it. Let's not like schmadre around and figure out like 800 ways. Let's just get it done. And that's the beauty of Eitz Chaim. If you really want to make an impact in Jewish life in general, um, and if you want to raise your kids in a beautiful Jewish environment, um, I think this is the place for And you. I know a couple of examples that have happened over the last few weeks, including before Pesach and including now with Israel's situation, that follow exactly the formula you just mentioned. I don't think anybody here would want me to say it on the air, but they jump into action and immediately get things solved. Finally, um, the rabbi mentioned that your daughter's in Israel. Um, you know, and now we know that our brothers and sisters in Israel, and obviously you feel much closer to the situation now because your daughter's there. Uh, I, something like this can leave you speechless. Is there anything you would say to the greater Jewish community about having children in Israel and being this connected to our brothers and sisters there? Um, I'm so thankful, and I feel so proud of having um, my daughter there. She was uh, in the car with one of her friends, and she said that all her friends are calling up to try and get back into the army, like all these kids. She's like, Mom, we were on the phone all morning. So I said, Rahili, do you want to go to the army? She's like, no, Mom. I'm like, all right, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but um, it's... It's really unbelievable, and I'm so thankful for that. And I really want to thank you, Nahum, because back in April, I had to like stop listening to the news. It was giving me so much anxiety. But you are the fabric of our family's news and information. Um, I read the papers. That way I can like just scan what I want to see. But you are... Um, the environment in which my kids every Friday morning know that I have to like turn the Kugel blade off in order to hear um, Malcolm Holine to figure out what's going on in Israel. So I really thank you for that, for filtering it and distilling it for us and giving us so much information all the time and keeping us connected um, to all the causes in walks our president. We'll have a chance to speak with you later on. Yes. Thank you for everything that you do. I mean that. And my husband always says you're the rabbi of... Many, many shuls, and we appreciate all the great work that you do. I thank you for that as well. Dr. Sarah Klubinoff, she is the Rebbitson here at Congregation Eitz Chaim in Livingston, New Jersey.